Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Is This Making Sense? Dialogues in the Pursuit of Balance, Wisdom, Leadership, and Everything in Between. My name is Eric Johnson. I'm here with Seth Gray, and today we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about staying positive during this COVID crisis. I mean, it's just it's just one of those things in which we can just be pulled so negatively. It started, you know, it kind of all felt temporary at first, but now we're like 50 some odd days into this thing. And now I think you don't like this term, but it almost feels like the new normal. Mm, I, I'm so tired of hearing new normal, new normal. It's just, this is what we're doing. And, and that's just, uh, uh, what bothers you about new normal? I don't, I think it's how often we use it. And I think, you know, when I use something over and over and over, I get upset with myself because I feel like I'm being a really bad communicator. So I'm just tired of me saying new normal. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I don't want it to be a new normal. I do not want to stay in this current, just, you know, all the new norms, all the new regulations. I just, I just don't want to stay here. It is crazy though. How it's funny, you know, if you would have shown me what I, what I saw the other day when I went to, when I went to Costco, if you would have put that in my head, like three months ago before any of this happened, I would have thought, what is, is there a nuclear Holocaust going on? Why are they, why is there a barricade set up and why am I required to wear a mask? And why are people acting really, really weird? Why is that one man wearing a gas mask and a full body suit? Like, but, yeah. but now that you, you slowly, not even that slowly over the span of a couple of weeks, your, your, your Costco visits subtly change. All of a sudden, when you see people in gas masks at Costco, it's like, it is normal. It's so weird how that happens. It, it is weird to see someone not in a mask. <laughs> that's, that's yeah. the crazy thing of it all. I mean, I remember, uh, the very beginning of all this going down and it was like just a week and I hadn't gotten out of the house really in a week. And I was like, I'm going to go, you know, go to the store and pick this up. And I got out and I, I think I had one of my kids with me and we were just going to do drive-thru. I forget what it was, but I really hadn't been paying attention to the news. I just knew it was a lockdown and I get out and I start driving and I like pulled into a parking lot. I forget what it was, CVS or Kroger or somewhere. And I was just like seeing people go in and out with all the masks and gloves. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go back home because <laughs> I was like, this is a little weird. Now I go out today. I took three kids with me and please don't at me on social media or something like you shouldn't take your kids out. I took three kids out to go Mother's Day shopping and, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was fine to see everybody in mask. I wasn't startled by it. Well, I want to start there. Maybe we don't at me. Don't, 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 uh, yell at me for taking my kids out. You shouldn't take your kids out. That That's kind of one of the things I want to talk about is how many different viewpoints there are on how this should be handled. Um, I shared actually on social media a while back about how I was been thinking about the way that there is really no right answer to how this should be handled. There's no right answer. Um, and the, the illustration I want to use is, so when I was a high school senior, I got a job uh, being an umpire for, uh, it's the, what age was it? I guess nine and 10. It's the first league that has passed the pitching machine in baseball. And so it is especially hard because these little boys can't pitch. And so you're really trying to give them the benefit of the doubt that maybe it was a strike because they would just walk everybody. And so you're just trying to be helpful. But at the same time, every call that you make is either 100% right or 100% wrong, depending on which side, which dugout you're in essentially and whose dugout you're supporting. And so every single game, I was just getting just, lambasted by the parents for being the worst decision maker in the world. I'm an idiot, all these kind of things. I'm like, you know what? None of your kids are any good at this game right now. Why are we, why are you being so upset with me? But I, I say all I have to say, it's like, it kind of feels like our leaders, the, the, our government, our leadership, wh- wherever you're at in terms of decision making, 
uh, that you're kind of like the umpires. A lot of people are saying, yeah, you, you were really, we're really glad that you made a social distance and, and this was a best decision. And a lot of people are saying, Hey, I just lost my job or my business just went out of business. This was a terrible idea. So where it's just, it's like, they just can't win. Yeah. And it doesn't matter where you stand on it. I, th- I feel like both views, wherever you stand on, they carry fear. It's, it, 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 they're not being operated out of, um, this, this positive, it, it it's just, it's a simple, simple thing of fear. And just yeah. people are operating out of fear. And I get it. I mean, he, for, for me, the, the example and thing that really like popped up for me is that since we've been staying at home so much and I've been able to work from home and Hannah's worked from home and the kids are, we're all home. We have literally created so much garbage and for our trash can is overflowing two to three days before it's supposed to be picked up. I mean, we cannot wait for trash day to get here because we have so much trash because we're all at home. And the way in which I see it is that this environment, this COVID season is created so much garbage in our society. I mean, it's just, it's just so much garbage. I mean, it's, it's to the point where I really wasn't paying attention to the COVID thing. It was just shelter in place seven days. I was like, okay, I get it. And I wasn't on social media. I was just working from home and I, I really wasn't paying attention. And then finally one night I said, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna watch some TV. So I literally had it on the background. I turned on the news and I'm doing work or I was scrolling the internet or, or sending emails. I forget what exactly what I was doing, but I just had it on the background for three hours on the news station. After that, I felt awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, the news was just so, and it is so negative. I'm not trying to avoid pain. I'm not trying to avoid reality. I'm just saying, man, I had it on for three hours in the background, not even really focused, but yet it just really came at me. Absolutely. It's, it's, and you can't, it's unavoidable on social media as well. I just, I feel like it's so funny. I feel like whatever side you're on, how do I say this the right way? I just felt even in politics, it's just like the the very, very far left and the very, very far right are the loudest people on both the news and on social media. And it starts to feel like those are the only two options to choose from in terms of what your opinion are. And it just, it's just ridiculous. It's, it's just so ridiculous. And it just gets old. And I, I think, like you said, it's fear on both sides and it's natural. It is very natural to be afraid oh, yeah. of this. Yeah. I mean, it's killing lots of people, especially immune compromised people. So it's natural to be fearful, but then you have the other side where it's like, hey, we're potentially going to put ourselves into a literal Great Depression where we're, the last thing we're going to be worried about is COVID. We're going to be worried about the fact that nobody has food or money. And so there's fear on that side. But but both of them, the fear elevates to just just anger for the other side. And so it, 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 then they're just it just it, they, they begin to be so much the same because they're both just very afraid and very angry at each other. And it's like, well, there's got to be more than just these two options. I was talking with my brother-in-law the other day and he was just he's sharing with me. He's a uh, airline pilot. And, you know, the airline industry is just taking a massive hit, obviously, because no one's traveling. And we were just talking about it. And he was just telling me that he just feels like he's on an emotional roller coaster, you know, where he just has these moments where it's like, he's positive, we're going to get through it, everything's going to be all right. And then it's just like, man, a plane is not going to take off ever again. It's not going to, you know, we're not going to have international flying at its regular pace for like another three years. And he's just on this emotional roller coaster 
because that's just naturally how we operate. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is, is he's using it, and uh, when he's not working, he's not flying, he's not training. He's he's teaching himself how to play a, a brand new instrument that he's never even uh, learned uh, learned before, and that's the ukulele. So that's been fun for me to see the music videos he's creating. He's actually getting really good at it, but it is an emotional roller coaster that we are all on. I think it boils down to a lot of things is that if we go back to the Enneagram with people that are six in nature, the loyalist, they are very, 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 very risk aware. And it is, it is thought that there are more sixes uh, than any other number. And it's like, man, um, if we have, a, if we have a world, you know, that's 50% full of people that are incredibly risk aware like this, this of course is going to be a very, very, very fearful time. So I, I don't know. I just, I think one of the things I'm having to come to terms with is that we're all just wired differently and that's okay. We're all wired differently. So I don't know if you're like, you're like me, you have various people that seem to email you various things or text you links to certain things with their, with a news story that supports the various bent that they have. And I have it, I have it coming in from family members from all different directions. And it's just so many stimulus to come into my brain. It's like, where, where do I land on all this? Cause they all make good points. So you have, you have somebody saying that this is a, this is an absolute conspiracy. This, you know, Bill Gates created this thing and the WHO is, you know, all the they have the other side saying it killed, it killed 75 people. It killed 75 veterans in, in Massachusetts recently. It's like, well, is it, is it dangerous? Or is it not? There's just so many different things. And I just, I, but both sides just seem so vehement that the other one is wrong and they are right. I just, I really struggle with that. So one of my goals is I don't, I, I don't, what I try my best when I'm, when I'm given some sort of stance or viewpoint, no matter how strong it is that I at least want to allow it to, to, just go into my brain and, and, and knock around in there for a while before I either accept it or, or go through it or, 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 um, you know, refuse it. But I just feel like so many people, they just literally can't listen. They can only talk. They can only yell. They literally can't listen. So one of my goals is just to take this information in, hopefully in an unbiased way and just kind of knock it around for a bit to see, you know, what, what is actually there. That's, that's really good. So it's the, what you're saying is, and it's something not, I definitely need to think about, and that is just take it and digest it. Yeah. You, you don't have to go and take it and go, all right, let's get this out to the presses and get this out to the people. It's just like, no, I'm going to read this. I'm going to watch this and let let it just sit. I mean, even if you take it to like like President Trump, he is a very divisive, polarizing figure. Really? <laughs> but I just feel like somebody on the left feels like they're literally not allowed to agree, agree with anything he says. Mm-hmm. I just feel like they're not allowed to, mm-hmm. to the point that I just feel like he could literally cure cancer and AIDS and, and COVID all in the same day. And they would still disagree that he did it. And it's just like, I just feel like we should be allowed to agree with somebody who has that you disagree with. I just, you can't throw the whole thing out. And I just feel like that division in our country, again, the, the very far left, the very far right, the very, the very most polarizing opinions are the loudest and the most present. And they're the ones that are on the news that get the most, the most rating. So that's what you hear the most of. So when I, when what you just said, there was the voices that we hear. So when I look at all this and I see all the negativity and I think this, this, what I apply to myself is, is where am I at in the decision-making process, the influence process, the, I can only impact right now. I really can only impact six lives, and that's my family. That's Hannah and the kids. And then it's then it goes out of there from another circle, and my friends and my family in that next circle. So 
really, I'm not in a position of any type of government leadership. I'm not at some biotech firm. I'm not over a, a major corporation that has, you know, masses of uh, people that are employed. These are just the circles in which I have influence. So what I'm thinking to myself is, what can I really, what influence and what impact can I really make right now? And that's just to the amount of people that follow on me social media. That's just to the people that really interact with me on a daily basis. So for me, my bent is to encourage people. When I see someone that is getting riled up, whatever it might be, not enough people are wearing masks. We should be uh, shut down as the state of Georgia, or we should have our right to, to go and work and have a relationship with whatever business owner is going to open up. That's between me and him. I, I just want to encourage that person. Because that's the only thing I really mm-hmm. can make an impact on. Mm-hmm. I'm making. I'm not making any other type. I'm not in any, any public school system, private school system, in which I'm going to make an, a decision on whether we open up. But I can encourage people, and I can be uplifting to them. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should be spreading positivity over anything else for sure. More than more than fear, or more than anxiety or negativity. Why doesn't why, it only makes sense in my opinion to do that? Here's another thing that I struggle with. It's like. I get different bar charts and graphs sent to me that show so many varying things. And it's like, I don't know what to make of it. Cause again, I have, I have, I have people sending me stuff from the right and it's like, Oh, the experts were totally wrong. The, you know, all of California's hospital beds are empty. There's no virus. You know, and then you have people on the left say it's killing millions. And so it's, it's, how do you discern all this? So it's, I, it just, I just feel like there's no real way to have a good real picture of it. So let's just practice grace. Let's just practice grace. Yeah, I love that. I love that for me when I think about what we were talking about of how, how do we not pull in and not get sucked into this negativity uh, atmosphere in which we're living in. And that is one of the things I wrote down is that we just got to give grace to people, expect the best. Everybody's on an emotional roller coaster. This has never been we have never gone through this. There's no playbook for this. So we've got to give grace to each other. I mean, if, if anything, in your relationship with your spouse, you, you just give grace to them. Start start there with, with your spouse because you guys uh, in, in uh, married couples that are, you know, have kids and everything or don't have kids, but our roles are colliding. The things that we do, we there's no separation with our daily routines anymore. So expectations, everything in a, in a marriage is, is just really being impacted. So like you said, give each other grace. Yeah, expect the best. Yeah, absolutely, uh, we kind of spoke on this a, a few a few episodes ago when we talked about working from home. But even since then, I've continuing to learn, continuing to fail. And, and the two things I'm having to come to, come to terms with right now in terms of having grace of myself is I'm going to have to come to terms with the fact that I feel like I'm cutting my family short, but at the same time, I also feel like I'm cutting my work short. Like I literally can't win because it's like today, man. It was. It was a lot going on. And today was the first day in the in the in the break now that we actually didn't do June school because Sandy's got a lot going on because it's Mother's Day at church this weekend. So there's a there's a bunch of stuff coming up for her. And then my my job right now is is in flux and I'm doing a lot more new things right now. And so something had to give and June didn't June didn't get schoolwork. Grant, she's four. She's going to be fine. But something had to give. I could, I could make myself feel terrible about it. In fact, I'm failing my daughter or it's like, you know what? I'm doing my dang best. I'm doing all that I can do. And I'm not, I'm not going to lose sleep over it because before it would be like, ma'am, we didn't do it. I didn't do a good enough job. Yada, yada, yada. But no, you know what? I'm doing my very best. Four years old and she missed one day of school, Eric. Do you realize what you've done? 
she's probably going to die probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, though. What it is, is that I also wrote this down is that I've got to be flexible. I've got to re- I've got to be flexible in my in my in my routines and the things that I want. You know, I'm always teaching my kids to be flexible and, and to just relax. Um, well, you know what? This is this is really for me. This is for my time to to be flexible and to just say, realize it's not all about me. It's not all about my rhythms, my routines. But I'll tell you one thing that you and I, we've been texting and we, we've got another friend that we text with. And every now and then between the three of us, one of us will text us this and it's the Bible verse that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm. And we, we typically text that to each other randomly, not knowing and it, one of us, the, out of the three of us texting, will we'll text that to each other because that's the that's the mindset you have to have when you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. that I'm going to choose joy and I'm going to choose the Lord's joy. That verse comes is Nehemiah 8.10, if you're wondering, and that's just the joy of the Lord is my strength. The other one that we share a lot, um, and I've shared it on here as well, is that I, I try to make a mantra in my house. My daughter's got it memorized now, uh, is... Today is a day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is this is all we can do. Today is a day we've got. This, but let's make the absolute best of it. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. And honestly, uh, there are some. There has been some really great things about about COVID in this for for our family. Granted, I haven't I haven't I haven't lost my job, so that's one really great thing. But and I've been able to work from home. But like here in the mornings, I'm getting a later start than I normally do. Normally, I'm waking up at five and and I'm out the door before a lot of times before my kids wake up. So I'm missing that. And so now it's like. I try to have a slower morning because I work later nights now. And I, I watch the sun because the sun, where it comes up in my house, it's behind these trees. And so me and Dash will sit on the front porch and sometimes June if she's up and we'll sit there and we'll literally watch the sun come up and he's just snuggling with me. And it's just been wonderful. And so that's when I'm really saying that outside, out loud is today is the day the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. And it, it, it has been very sweet. So I'm really trying to capture those things. And the, and in order to, to keep that mindset and to keep that forefront and that thinking is, is that something has got to happen on the other side. And for me, that is, I've got to turn off the fear. I, I want to be informed, but I don't want to be led by fear. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance that you have to have. And it's it's like if you need to get information and you really need to feel like you you are informed with what's going on, go for it. Get all the information you need. But the moment you start to be led from being informed to living in fear, turn it off. Turn it off because information is, is very powerful and you can use it positively and negatively. So make sure you get informed. But turn off the fear. Yeah. You know, be wise. I also want to say, too, that some people, it's hard. Like, I know some people are really wired to need to know all the outcomes. A sick, somebody that is very risk aware, that is normal for them. And so letting them work through that is important. Like, you can't expect them to get to a place of peace until they're able to put their head fully around it. And so I think we should have a little bit of patience with people as they work through it because I'm not wired that way. Honestly, I don't wear a mask. I don't hate me, but I, I just am not all that concerned. If I get sick, the, the experts are saying that we're all going to get it anyway. So I'm going to get it anyway. So it's it's just fine. I'm young. I'm healthy. It, it's not going to probably affect me that much. You know, that's one of those knock on wood things and I end up dying in three weeks. But I'm just not all that concerned. Whereas other people are in full gas mask bodysuits. We're each wired differently and that's okay. We we It's not the other person's job to tell me how to, you know, it's like, just let, let each other do their thing without being bossy or irate or I don't know. It's just, just, just let it, let, let people do them and let's, let's go from there. And, and that 
what you're saying is let each person do their own thing. And that leads to my last takeaway for, for everything. And that is, uh, if you feel like you need to speak up for whatever reason on whatever topic, I more power to you. I, I have no problem with that. If you're for vaccination or you're against vaccination and you feel like you need to speak up, go for it. But what I would say is this, be a happy warrior, speak up, but you know, speak up from a place of, you know, doing it with a smile, Mm -hmm. you know, it, not everything has to be like this, just this, you know, ax you've got to grind, Mm -hmm. just go for it. Speak your mind, speak your truth, speak the, you know, whatever you need, you have, you know, in the U S you have the right to freedom of speech. We'll do it, but do it with a smile. You know, no one has ever said all freedom of speech has to come or all protesting or whatever it might be has to come with just such vitriol or anger. Do it with a smile. Yeah. Uh, There's a, on Facebook, when you start a Facebook group, we run one for, for at work and there are three guidelines. I forget what two of them are, but one of them has really resounded with me and it says kindness is required. I love that line because it gets firm, but it's firm about kindness. Like kindness is required. You should assume if you're writing something, it can be construed any different way. Like when you're dealing with text, there's no, there's no other tone that comes from it. There's no nonverbal cues because there is no, there's nothing else. And so you've got to be overt in, in making it kind because it can, it can very easily be construed the other way. And I just, so today there's this, uh, what is his name? Um, Ahmad Arbery. Mm. That uh, this whole thing that's going on right now, it's tragic. Uh, it, it, you know, it's it's a mess. Awful. And so uh, Lecrae, a guy that I really respect, um, just put on social. He put um, praying for the family of Ahmad Arbery. That's all I put. Nothing else. He didn't say. He didn't say. You know, there. You know, the cops killed him. All. He didn't say any of that stuff. And this guy just lambasted him for. Oh, there you are, Lecrae again with your left liberal agenda, trying to brainwash. Blah blah. This is why you're losing all your follows and your fans. All he said was praying for the family of a person who was murdered or who, who was killed, however you want to say it. Even, even if he totally deserved it, even if he totally deserved it, he brought it on himself, it doesn't change the fact that he's dead and his family's mourning him. Like what in the world can, it's just, we need to, kindness should be required. So I don't know, just, just be mindful. That's the thing too. I have another family, family member, uh, and he's very staunch on the side that he supports. It doesn't matter, but I feel like he's 150% lost total influence with me, even in person now, where it's just like, you have totally embarrassed yourself in the way that you have, you have been so irate and foul towards anybody that believes something different than you at this point. It's like, and he's a teacher in a, in a primary school. It's just like, I just, you're just, you've lost total influence. You've lost total respect. And what have you gained? Who have you actually convinced of anything? You've only lost. So I don't know. I just feel like it's a lose, lose when you get into this stuff. So when it's a lose lose when you get into this is exactly right because at the end of the day it's just your circles of influence the circles of influence that you have and you have to understand how far your circles go and 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 do it with encouragement whatever it might be mm-hmm. i mean i think you'll gain so much more influence and you will have so much more impact for whatever it is you're wanting to communicate out if you just do it with some positivity do it with some encouragement do it with a smile uh, and, and expect the best in people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's often more than you, there's, there's often a lot that you don't know about a situation that is the reason why something's going on. I'm not defending anything that we've talked about right now, but there's often a lot that you don't know that if you knew it, you, Oh, I didn't realize that. So I would just be slow to speak, quick to listen 
And I don't know, I, I really do feel like somewhere in the middle is where we're supposed to be because we need both sides. We need both sides because you can't have somebody on the right that's maybe super heartless and is just thinking about the economy because, you know, but without having somebody on the left that's thinking about the impoverished or whatever, it's somewhere in the middle is a very happy place to be. And so we're, we're two wings on the same bird. Like, and it's a cliche, but I just feel like we've forgotten that we're on the same team. I feel like we've gone somewhere very different with this conversation. Hopefully it has made sense <laughs> and hopefully it's not pointed or this and the other. I just, honestly, what we want is positivity. Um, yeah. I, I want, I want our government and our leadership. I want them to win in this time. I want, I want us all to win because when, when they're doing, doing their best and we're giving them grace that we're positioning them to succeed. And when they succeed, I think that we'll succeed. So just, just give people the benefit of the doubt, assume the best and give us grace. I love that. And I want to end if you're fine with that, on this quote that I read, or actually I heard, and then I looked it up from G.K. Chesterton, and he says, an inconvenience is only an adventure wrongly considered. An adventure is an inconvenience rightly considered. Mm. So as we go through this COVID season, my hope, our hope, is that you would look at this inconvenience as an adventure. Thanks so much for listening, and we hope this made sense.